Kia ora. Welcome to Rhythms Podcast, a father and son conversation around the daily rhythm of reading the Bible in community, partnering with the Holy Spirit for connection and growth. Hello. Hello, faithful listeners. Um, <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Might not be the morning for them. Well, it is for me, so. <laughs> Good afternoon. Good night. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're in our next round of uh, Bible reading, and we're going on this podcast, Rhythms Podcast. Um, my name's Elijah, and uh, I'm here with my dad, Paul, Paul Burton. Good day. And this is round two. We did our first round in Ephesians, and essentially this is just a father and son conversation around the Word of God, isn't it? Yes. And why are we doing yep. this, Dad? Why are we doing this? Because we want uh, to help people to allow the Word of God to be something that washes into their life and the Holy Spirit has something to use to actually help to grow the Christ life in us. Fantastic. And one of the themes we will find uh, popping up as we read through this, particularly in chapter 12, we're going to go to John, as it talks about so Scripture could be fulfilled. So have we said that we're yeah. reading John? Not yet, but, you know, so one of the reasons we're doing this is as we yeah. hear Scripture and the Holy yeah. Spirit helps us to grasp in our heart, we, we can start believing for that Scripture to be fulfilled in our lives. And so it becomes part of the way we apprentice to Jesus. Yeah. Love it. So, yeah, we're reading, we're reading the Word to give the Holy Spirit material. We, the background for this is uh, me and my wife are a part of uh, serving a network of churches, a network of neighbourhood churches, mm. and they are like mini church, micro church. They're small communities of apprentices of Jesus mm. where we focus, we have a Bible plan, we read every day and we share when we can, mm. um, many people daily and others just when they can. We share around the Word with each other, believing that the Holy mm. Spirit is is growing us together. And we, we say often, mm. we practice love, God perfects it. And our, our big focus is really to grow as apprentices of Jesus. And so we're centered around the Word and we have a high trust in the Holy Spirit. Mm. So in these small communities, uh, part of doing this podcast is actually um, we when we get together in our Sunday gatherings of between uh, 10 and 25 people, we open the Word together. We, mm. we hang out, we eat food, we sing songs, we connect with God in prayer and we open the Word and we share what's going on in our weeks. We share from our um, daily readings and sharings and we let the Holy Spirit lead us in that. And we have pastors that facilitate those sharings, those gatherings. Part of this podcast is just to give some framework and some tools um, from two people that have been involved in serving the church for many, many years. Yes. And yeah. who've been doing our study in that, yeah. have done our training mm. and our profession in that. So we just want to help. Um, we're just professional mm. helpers. <laughs> Yeah, professional. That means, <laughs> that means we get paid to do it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, <Wow>, yeah. <laughs> sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so this is a conversation around John mm. 12 to 17. And I think for me, the biggest reason I wanted us to do John, mm. particularly John 13, 34 to 35, is when <laughs> Jesus says to his apprentices, mm. here's a new commandment I give to you. Yeah love one another. As I have loved you, so you should love one another. By this, the world will know that you are my apprentices. You are, you are my disciples. And this has been the core verse to our transition from a service model church to a 
a small, simple mm. neighborhood model church where we're focused around hearing the word together, around the gifts of the church of everyone coming out, around just focused around the word of God yep. and doing the simple practice of how mm. do we love one another? Yep. And if we truly love one another as believers, will the world see that we mm. are his yes. disciples? Because that's what Jesus says yes. to us. He promises that of us. He so, does. Yep. And so instead of yeah. focusing on lots of other things mm. that we could focus on, we focus on the thing Jesus asked us to focus on. Yep. And if we were to, um, and as we do, particularly go through John 13 to 17, which as we said, you know, is one conversation. Yes. Uh, so five chapters on one sort of, well, not just conversation, it's a one-way conversation largely from Jesus to his disciples. A couple of, couple of questions uh, from Philip and yeah. Yeah, Thomas. It's, it's a teaching and, and, and it's all in the context of just the hours before the, the crucifixion. Yeah. And we have this commandment Jesus laid down. He clearly stated this in the end of chapter 13, but it's reinforced mm. and unpacked all the way through 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's not necessarily restated word for word, but it's it almost is in places. But the implications of it, the outworkings of it, yeah. for instance, at the end of John 17, when he's saying, you know, I pray that all those who believe in me because of the testimony of these 12 who I'm with, or 11 now because Judas is gone, uh, that they all would be one with to each other and me as I am one with the Father. These incredibly uh, powerful out there statements. Yeah. Well, that has something to do with loving one another. Yep. As I have loved you, those are, those aren't two different places. They're, the, they're different ways of looking at the same Absolutely. thing happening. And he says again, by this all men will know you are my disciples. And so, so it starts there, it finishes there, and, and it really you know helps us to see how that could maybe work out, and, and to realise that maybe this is more important than many of us have over mo- much of our Christian life made it. Yeah in our intentional day-to-day yep. focus on being a, a follower of Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and uh, as you're saying, the service model, often busy putting things on, doing things, mm-hmm. this more relational model, model saying, well, the first thing's got to be first. Yeah, that's right. And other things need to come after that, not push it out of the way. So, so yep, and John and 12 so helps us to start setting the stage for that. And so... This yeah. podcast is going to focus on John 12, which is like a prequel into this conversation mm. of John 13 to 17 that we yep. see. It's almost the last conversation between Jesus and his apprentices before the cross. Yeah, well, it's a series of conversations and happenings. That's right. Yeah. And so you see yep. this you see mm. this discussion, this mm. teaching, this, you know, yep. and it's just a beautiful moment from mm. the Last Supper into the garden. Yep. And, and we see that um, as all leads up into the cross, mm. uh, which is, is, is super beautiful. Mm. So, yeah, we, we will see that this topic, this core element of love, which yep. is being defined by the world in, lo- in lots of ways, we, we want to mm. see, see Jesus' definition of love here. We want to see yes. what Jesus, yes. as God says love is, and we see unity and Jesus yep. shows us love and yep. he talks about it and he and then calls us into it. So we're gonna mm. we're gonna see that in the coming weeks, the next six weeks. And I will just say, challenge: um, be careful uh, in listening to this podcast because <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna end in um in God calling you to something deeper. Yeah. <laughs> and also in that we're not giving a 
uh, a, a complete teaching of what's right. in this passage. That's right. We're flowing through it and just and just bouncing in and out of it, giving some thoughts here and there that that we hope are meaning for you, that we want to make them significant. But it's not a complete teaching. No. You know, if you're looking for something that gives you a full understanding of this, this is not going to be it. And hopefully in some cases it'll just leave questions. That's right. But they're questions that you and the Holy Spirit can walk with because we learn to walk with our questions yes. rather than getting, you know, circling them and getting stuck on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so don't, don't expect a full teaching, but hopefully it'll raise questions, it'll stir thinking and make room for you and the Holy Spirit to journey together and growing uh, your faith and your trust and your obedience to Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, I love that, Dad. And yeah. I've, I think we've said this with our neighbourhood churches, and I'll say this on this podcast, that we're not here to give you a full meal. We're here to give you some ingredients. Yes. And, uh, you know, obviously... It's a good, God, it's God a good is, picture. Right? So, yeah. so instead of um, mm. inviting you into this... Uh, three-course meal that's laid out on the table for you to eat. This podcast is about, we're in the kitchen together. We're not in the dining room, we're in the kitchen, and um, we have some ingredients. And we're here to say, well, here's some ingredients, Mm. and we're here to focus in on that Mm. together. So, you know, my prayer, and and let's pray now, actually, Mm. as before we get into readings. What we're going to do, if you are unaware of this, you've um, stumbled upon this podcast, is, as Dad was saying, this is a simple father and son conversation Mm. around John 12. And we're going to read through it and mm. stop and start and just talk about it together. Mm. And, and I hope that as we do that, the Holy Spirit, a hope and a belief that the Holy Spirit is at work. And so that everyone mm. that's listening, uh, the Holy mm. Spirit is moving yep. in your heart and, and life. But yeah, yeah let's, let's pray. Yes, let's, um, let's do it. Because prayer, yeah. mm. prayer is everything. And prayer yeah. is the, uh, as my counsellor says, the stone that we throw into the lake. Everything else is the ripples. Oh, yes. So this podcast is just yeah. a ripple, but prayer is, yep. is our central place. So let's do mm. that. Yep. God, we are mm. aware of you. We are, yeah, we are made aware of who you are. And just right now in this mm. moment, and for everyone listening in the moment they mm. are having right now, we make space. Mm. We are aware mm. and we connect to you. We're so thankful. Mm. For your mercy yes, Holy and your grace that we can connect mm. to you. We're so thankful that as we are going to read that, that your spirit made a way, that you, Jesus, uh, made a way and that, mm. Father, you made a way. And we thank you, mm. God, that you show us what love is and you call us into it. Mm. And I pray that what you have for every single listener as they mm. listen about their life, as they're going about their life in the car, um, going, doing some exercise mm. in the garden or just listening via YouTube, whatever it is, God, that uh, for every listener that you would just be mm. depositing something of yourself in the spirit and that you'll be depositing something of your heart for mm. them and your call to them yes, look to God. practice the way of love. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, we uh, don't ask you to come to us today and help us, but we want to see ourselves choosing to come into your flow, Mm. come into your truth, uh, coming into what you are doing Mm. on earth Mm. and being part of it. So help us to come to you and Mm. to to be hearing what you're saying and speaking what you're saying and to be part of what you are doing in these days um, using this medium Mm. to achieve your uh, kingdom and gospel good. Mm. Lord, help us as we choose to come and be part of your doings yeah. now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hey, that's so good. Yeah. Shall we get into it? We can. So.
Anything you want to say before we start? And chapter no, 12, verse 1. We go down to verse 8 straight up, shall we? Well, yeah. I don't have the verse numbers on me, so I can use my phone. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> John 12, verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus mm. lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honour. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As the keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Yeah. Yeah. The start, eh? Six mm. days before Passover. And if we remember that uh, Luke 2, I think it is, it talked about how when Jesus' family went down to Passover when he was uh, maybe a 12-year-old boy, I think, and he got lost. and He didn't get lost. He just didn't leave when they left. And obviously they were travelling in a group of friends and family from their village. Yep. But what I'm trying to make that point is it says, as was their custom, as they did. So there was an, a, a safe assumption that Jesus had been to every Passover, had been to a Passover almost every year of his life. Mm, and yeah. done this trip down to Jerusalem. So so this is a, it just helps us to feel what was happening there, not mm. just Jesus, but a whole contingent yeah. from his town and village and friends. And this was happening all over the place. Yeah, that's right. And there was this coming down to Passover. Mm. And and the other thing that stood out, um, stands out here is, is this, uh, the Lazarus story, mm. which is in John 11. Yeah. And and so that's obviously, you know, making a difference in what's going on here. Yeah. And so Jesus is, you know, we're not going to tell that story now, uh, what's the resurrection of Lazarus. Uh, but that had a big impact. And it says after that, if you go back and read up in the end of chapter mm. 11, the high priests, mm. uh, the priests get together and talk, what are we going to do about this Jesus? He's becoming too popular, my words. Yeah. Uh, and they decide there to start plotting to kill him. Mm. And so this is the concept. This is starting off in a place where Jesus has become aware of that. It says in 11, he went off and got out of the way for a while. We're not too sure of the length of time there. And now six days before Passover, mm. he's walking back into a situation where he seems to know they're plotting to kill him. Yeah. And so he's aware also of the prophetic story that he is going to die. Uh, yeah. So six days yeah. before Passover would, I'm guessing, make it Saturday uh, evening. Wow. And uh, I love this. Yeah. I, I love this moment with Mary. Yeah. I think it's this yeah. beautiful moment and we see this mm-hmm. Mary mm. versus Judas yeah. moment going yeah. on. I mean, I love, I mean, I think mm. this beautiful moment, I think one of my favourite mm. uh, lines here, and the house was filled with the fragrance yes. of the perfume. Yeah. yeah. So just, everybody smelt mm. the same. Hmm. So Mary takes her gift, incredibly valuable gift. And the impression we get is her and 
Mary and Martha may not have been perceived as wealthy people. We're not sure. But brings this incredibly expensive gift mm. that in some ways was her financial security if she needed it wow. and pours it out on Jesus. Mm. But she also receives the same blessing. We see, we it see flows this, back into her. Yeah. Even this picture of, no, yeah, I love that. And even yeah. this picture of we're going to talk about love and we're going to talk about this new commandment, mm. pivot moment yep. in John 13. But we see already in the prequel, John yep. 12, Mary shows us what, like yep. this love begins yes. with her adoration yep. of Jesus. Yes. And her adoration of Jesus mm. is sensed by everyone yep. in that area. It changes the atmosphere. It changes the atmosphere. Yep. So when you focus on Jesus yep. in your yep. in your arena, in your community, yep. it affects and, everyone. And it's relevant to the end, which I'm not going to get it to, I don't perceive going too deep here in this today, mm. but this Judas makes this connection to the poor. Yeah. Why waste the money just blessing Jesus? You should have used that money <laughs> for the poor. And, and there's places where God told us that Jesus tells us we should be doing things for the poor. Yep. So it's not about not doing that. It's just knowing it starts with Jesus. Yep. And I just remember in something I heard um, from quoted from Mother Teresa, and I, mm-hmm. I think I probably heard it quoted by someone else or, <laughs> or you know, put in a quote they made. But uh, it was something like, her and her, her team, um, the nuns, I suppose, would spend the start of the day just loving Jesus and being, being in love with Jesus. And then we go out onto the streets and we can't help but pour out our life for that poor person we came across because we've been seeing the love of Jesus for us. And you see that this, the way we're ever going to, we're not in ministry postured towards the needs of the world. We're in ministry postured towards Jesus. That's right. And, and you know, as a minister of many years, I learned yeah. many, many years ago, I do not serve people. Mm. I pastor churches, but I do not serve people. I serve yeah. in one place before the, the throne. Yeah. I sit at the feet of Jesus. I serve yeah. at yeah. one place. That means I'm now free. I'm free to, to speak to one or a hundred or a thousand just the same. Yeah. Because in each situation, I need to posture myself serving before Jesus. And he says, oh, Paul, can you, here's an assignment. Here's something you can do for me. Can you take this? Or, you know, serving by the poor or the yeah. wealth. It it's becomes uh, not completely irrelevant, but largely irrelevant. Yes. Because the posture isn't me trying to meet needs. The posture is me sitting at the feet of Jesus. And then out of that, uh, being a, you know, responding to the things he leads me into Which, from that without losing my posture before Jesus. I love that. And, and that's what we see. I mean, yeah. one of the things I think um, as, a, as a church community, we've actually read through John already this mm. year. So we're coming back mm. into it. And if you're... Um, yeah, if this is, is first for you, many of us have read John before, but if it's the first yeah. few, well done. And, and, and obviously mm. you can um, join along on uh, unitechurch.org.nz. We have the Bible plan up there. You can just follow along, read along. You can start creating, you can read along with a friend. Yeah. Um, that'd, that'd be great. But what I love here is one of the biggest themes I see in John mm. is rest. Yes. And Jesus doesn't just tell us to rest. He shows us yes. what a life of connection to the Father looks like, where He doesn't just do things based on needs. Mm. He's not doing things based off of anything other than what is the Father yes. doing. Yep. I only do what I see the Father yep. doing. And we see this right here. Yeah, we're going to finish that at the end of the chapter. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we yeah. see this moment where, mm. where He is aware of the Father's plan. Leave yep. her alone, He said. It was intended. It was intended. Yes. 
that yep. she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. Mm. Jesus has a high trust, not only yep. in the Father, but in the Holy Spirit mm. at work yes. and those around him. Yep. So he's seen Mary mm. respond to the Holy Spirit by, by doing what she's doing in adoration mm. to Jesus. And he's saying, this is intended because yep. I'm, I'm going to my yep. death. Mm. To the day of yeah. my burial. And so we're starting to see, or we're not starting, but it's just one of the places we see um, what worship looks like. Yeah, great. We see uh, uh, a picture of taking that mm. which we hold valuable and, yeah. and pouring it out on Jesus uh, yeah. to bless him and honour him. We, we see this washing of the feet. Yep. I don't, uh, you know, obviously their, their posture yeah. was reclining, so her, her, his feet were quite accessible to Mary um, <laughs> and to do this. Uh, they weren't under the table. They were yep. leaning away from the table. Yep. But, you know, it's just interesting to me. He's coming to Mary's house yeah. here. This is Mary, Martha's and Lazarus's home. Yeah. He's come into their household. She washes his feet. Turn the page, Matthew 3rd, uh, John 13, we get in there and Jesus washes his disciples' feet. They're in a hired mm. room or a borrowed room, mm. but in some ways Jesus is treating that as his house. Mm. And, and just to think when we come into the faith as apprentices of Jesus, yeah. we come into the household of God. Wow. And there's something to do with having the beauty and the fragrance of Jesus on our feet. Yeah. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Mm. And I don't quite get it any more than that, but, but there is something about these different households here. And as an apprentice, I like, um, and we're going to talk a bit more through this chapter, just seeing what apprenticeship looks like. Mm. I like the picture of a, maybe an old, you know, the master tradesman yeah. who actually brought an apprentice into, and his workshop and household were uh, adjoined. Yeah. And he brought someone into his workshop as an apprentice, but also into his household. And as a, um, not so much as a child, but a part of the household. Yes. And if he had the, you know, a good-hearted man would have started treating that person as part of the family. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and then obviously there were apprentices with more experience and had learnt things and they would all work together. Yep. So we'd become into the household. Yeah. And Jesus washes our feet. And, and Mary is washing his feet as he comes. It's just, to me, it's a picture there that I don't, there's mystery. And we don't try and solve mysteries anymore, but we can live in mystery because the mystery is true, mm. even though it's mystery. Yeah. Uh, there's truth in there anyway. Yeah. That's great. And before we um, move on, there's, oh, you said something when we're talking about Ephesians where Jesus didn't come in. I'm trying to remember it because I thought it was really pertinent mm. to this picture of Jesus as rest, Jesus yeah. as as connected to the Father and mm. as only doing, like as example where he goes, oh, this is how you live my mm. way. John yep. shows us this pretty clearly. I, I feel like John shows us this more than any other yeah. gospel actually. He shows us, this is how you live my way. Yeah. I'm going to tell you and I'm going to show you. Yeah, here you go. We, we didn't go into it. We won't go into it probably deeper. Judas is about to betray him. Yeah. He knows it. Yeah. Yeah. So here and why, walking with the Father, aware that someone close to me is about to betray me. Hmm. I'm walking into that which is going to kill me and I lie down and climb with my friends and celebrate life and, and rejoice over Lazarus and yep. receive Mary's blessing. Yep. Rest yep. within the storm, yes. not let rest, you know, that avoids the storm. Yeah. Yes, and this thing of Jesus, not yeah. it's not like he's actually in the world responding to the world. He's actually responding to... Yes. He's going from heaven 
yeah. to heart, to hand. He's yeah. actually, before, mm. I'm trying to, like, I just, you had made a comment, I remember, in our last round of podcasts, mm. and I was like, oh, that, mate, <laughs> it was just profound and mm. messed me up a bit, where it was like, so it's not that Jesus saw sick people and said, oh, I better heal them, heal them because there's sickness. It was like he already had plans in yes. advance. Yeah. Before those people were even alive, he had plans of healing and mm. life and mm. miracle and yep. And, and that was already stored up in advance to bring about. He planned for them to know the Father. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to get stuck at the top here. We here. Go. But it is important to note as we go yeah. through uh, John 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17, yep. we're going to find this idea of betrayal and facing um, people who oppose mm. the work of the gospel that we've joined as mm -hmm. a, a continual thing. Yeah. And, and so there was no surprise for the apprentice of Jesus who's been in the scripture mm -hmm. when, and, and learning from Jesus how to live when they find betrayal mm. comes. Wow. And some of us have experienced that. People we thought yeah. were going to walk with us, take another journey and sometimes do it in a not so kind way. Or we just find this opposition comes towards us from strange, unseen places. Well, it's in the text. Yeah. It's in the story. Mm. We've been told and shown that it happened, that it, that it will happen, and shown mm. how to live in response to yeah, it, and which is just, it's from our place in the Father in heaven, not reacting to it, but living to honor yeah. the Father. Let's go on. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Verse nine. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. Mm. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. Mm. The next day, yeah. the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, mm. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Mm. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written, do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, mm. seated on a donkey's colt. At first, mm. his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Mm. We'll go down to 19. Awesome. Now, the mm. crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from mm. the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Mm. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this has given us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Yeah. yeah. How would you feel to be there on that day? So this is our Palm Sunday. Uh, this is the day after the first story. Mm. Mm. Yeah. As in knowing... Yeah. Knowing what I know now, being there. Yeah, it's interesting, no, because it, it looks different looking back than it would yeah. have on the day. In retrospect, <coughs> I think I would be in awe and probably quite sad as well, a mixture of the reality of knowing the story. Yeah. But if, but if I, it's hard to know. If I knew nothing, what, what would I... So what was the main reason this celebration happened? The main reason that this celebration happens is this... Is this because he healed Lazarus? Yeah. The excitement over huh. Lazarus' resurrection and, and the implications of that to people was obviously the, um, well, probably not that main reason, because as also said in there, this happened because it was written. Yeah. 
that it would happen. And that's one of the things I want to keep bringing out. Yeah. It was written. Yep. There are some things that are written yep. that we are in these days believing would happen. We yeah. started with one, John 13, 34, 35. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I've loved you. Yep. By this all men will know you are my disciples. It is written. Um, I may not see it, I may not experience it, I may struggle with it, but it is written. Therefore, that's where my faith needs to lean yeah. and also where my focus, intentionality, prayer yeah. lean. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm finding God stirring in me. So, Paul, what have I written mm. that hasn't that's still to be? Now you know what yeah. to believe for, mm -hmm. what to pray for, mm -hmm. what, do you, what to look for, what Great. to be, be investing your life for. Yeah. And, and so Jesus was aware some things had been written because he knew yep. the text yep. and the Holy Spirit was bringing uh, some you know, light on it. So that's yeah. important. That happened because it was yeah. written yep. and the motivating factor for people was we're all excited by Lazarus and we want more. Yeah, great. We want more miracles. Uh, we want more raising <laughs> the dead. We want more bread. We want you to feed us and we want you to keep us alive. And Isn't it interesting that yeah. the crowd always wants to, um, wants to make Jesus a celebrity and Jesus always wants to bring it back to the heart. He yes. always wants to bring it back yep. to these simple things. Yep. It's, and, and, and we see that same truth that the crowd can't help but create, I don't know what it is in humans, that oh. we're obsessed with being Egypt. We're obsessed with the empire. Yes. We're obsessed with partnering yeah. to make, I don't know what, what the, whether we want this glory. We're obsessed with this big thing. Yeah. And God seems to go, oh, you're looking for a king and I'm going to make a baby. Yeah. You're looking for the saviour of the world and he's going to be on the cross. It's a yeah. paradox. And that comes out in the next part, doesn't yeah. it? And But the one other thought there <coughs> that's, that I, we know and if you hadn't thought about it, it's yeah. important to think about this. Yeah. This is Sunday. Probably in the morning. Sabbath? No, Sabbath no. was Saturday. So yeah. they, they came in, that's why I said. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, but Friday morning. Well, that makes sense, yeah. Friday morning. There's going to be a crowd cheering Jesus through the city. But their language is going to change. Same crowd, different words. Well, there was a lot of people there, so same city, maybe not exactly the same crowd, but where were these people? Wow. If they weren't the one, you know, and the crowd was crucify him. Wow. Crucify him. Yeah. Give us Barabbas. Wow. Crucify him. What happened in between was conspiracy and fake news. So the, the leaders, we know this because they tell us they did it, yeah. um, went on a campaign that they'd been working on, yeah. a conspiracy to get rid of Jesus, huh. and they spread fake news yeah. through the city yeah. and turned the crowd from celebrating Jesus as the potential Messiah mm. to crucifying him as the one who disappointed them and didn't meet their expectations. He is now the problem. Get rid of him. Give us... Um, and for those of us... Yeah. Sorry. And for those of us who want to get caught up on a conspiracy, the most interesting thing, and we've talked about this too, is it was conspiracy that put Jesus on the cross in terms of yep. what the Pharisees were after. And fake news. And fake news. Yeah. <laughs> but God's plan is deeper. 
That's right. So God is sovereign, which means that whatever's going on that we can see or can only Mm. see bits of that we go, what's going on? There's conspiracy, there's this, there's that, there's plans, there's there's people Mm. have plans and Mm. the enemy has plans. I mean, you're sure. God will not be mocked. No. God has not hoodwinked. No. God is not blinded. God understands everything that goes on, which has its own mystery and confusion to it as a believer. But there is something in us that goes, no matter what's going on, I can trust the deepest plan of God because God is good. God is rest. God is love. Mm. God is uh, sovereign. Mm. And there's something... It's interesting, isn't it? So don't, maybe sometimes we focus yeah. on the, the fake yeah. news and we, we miss the... Well, and, and if the devil can get us focused on the fake news, all that time and attention is not focused on being an apprentice to Jesus. Uh, that's the point. That's the thing. Yeah. And I think that's what I, I'm really passionate about because I'm like, <laughs> Jesus didn't yeah. ask us to focus on, and you've said yeah. this before, the complexities of our heart or the complexities of heaven or the, the heavens. No, we're not. We're focused on knowing Jesus. And, and trusting him. And we're going to see that coming up in the next phase. And just one quick uh, verse for, uh, just for people who are interested to put some things together. Second Corinthians 2.14. It says, we are in Christ. Let us a triumphal procession. Yep. The triumphal procession of Jesus coming into the city yes. is prophetic of an eternal triumphant procession that is happening right now. We just don't see it on earth like this, but it is happening. We're there, so we're living out of that place into the mess on earth. And uh, not only that, he says there that Mm. this triumphant procession is the aroma Mm. of Christ. So I just like the idea that that verse Mm. pulls together the the perfume in the first Mm. story and the triumphal procession of the second story here and and brings it to us in a place that we can say, God, how do I now live my life on earth as one who's in your triumphal procession, the eternity? Because we live in eternity now and it's a mystery to the mind. And, And if you try and get it, you won't. But and understand it, you won't, but I live in eternity now. Yeah. So I'm in the triumphal procession and the aroma of Christ, the sweet smelling perfume on earth yeah. in the midst of increasing darkness. Yes. Yeah, right. I love that. So it's brilliant. It's going to come up it's, a bit further uh, down again. So let's get into it. It's great. Yeah. Verse 20. Now, there were some Greeks among those who went up to the festival to worship at the festival. Mm. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida, in Galilee with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. I don't know why yeah. Philip went to tell Andrew. Yeah. Hey, yeah. buddy, let's both go. <laughs> I need so some funny. moral support. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Maybe Jesus was just acting a bit different now that he'd been celebrated by the whole city. They had to be a bit more in awe. And, uh, <laughs> Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, Mm. it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who Mm. loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this Mm. world will keep it for eternal life. Yeah. will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honour the one who serves me. You know, these verses from Jesus, for me, Mm. verse 23 to 27, Mm. um, are incredibly helpful, Uh, challenging, and and bring to, in some ways to me, clarity 
uh, and clarity doesn't mean full understanding mm-hmm. um, of, of what it looks like to follow Jesus. Yeah. What it looks like to do some of these things, like he says, um, repent and believe. Mm. Um, it, it's like we see it worked out, we see a metaphor, but we know, because we, we know the rest of the story, mm. what that metaphor is connected to. It's connected to a cross yeah. uh, and, and a tomb and a resurrection. Mm. And, and so this is critical for anyone who wants to be a follower of Jesus yep. to sit with these verses and to let the Holy Spirit help them to work, the, work them into how we relate to Jesus, how do we relate to yep. God, how we relate to one another, how yep. we relate to the, you know, the life on earth we're living day by day, and to realise that, that it has something to do with being like a seed that dies, mm. but that it's going to grow into a new plant yep. and bring forth new fruit. Yes. And, and so the kingdom of God, uh, life, is a seed that dies, mm-hmm. but then from the dead seed, and as we know from a seed, it all dies away, something new comes forth. And so yeah. we get the prophetic pictures. Yes. You know, see, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Now it bursts forth. Yeah. So like, out of that seed, you've got something new as bursting forth. All these pictures are seen in, in this. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know, just to start, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Mm. So that immediately tells me that the procession into the city with it seems like a whole city coming out to <laughs> praise Him and joy, worship Him and Hosanna, the Son mm. of God, which is meaningful and that mm. doesn't discount that, but that wasn't Jesus being glorified. And as you were saying before, you know, we have this desire to create the celebrity culture in the church and to be the celebrity and to be seen in the city as that which is held up and praised by the whole city. But that's not how the glory is seen Mm. on the sons of God, uh, on the son of God and on therefore on the sons of God, his disciples. Mm. Uh, So that's important to note. Yep. Uh, but the glory is seen in being like a grain of wheat that goes down into the earth and dies. Unless a man denies himself and takes up his cross and follows me, he cannot be my disciple. You say, what does that look like? It looks like a grain of wheat going down into the ground. So what does that look like? It looks like denying myself and taking up my cross and following Jesus. What does that look like? It looks like repenting of life from my own knowledge, experience, perspective, good and bad. Yeah and turning and trusting God's way of living in every way, form and shape. The seed's gone down the ground and died to everything it was before it went into the ground so it can live to something it hasn't yet seen, but that which is within it. Um, It looks like Noah's family been able to turn their backs on everything they knew about life as they knew it Mm. and walk into an ark before the flood came. Mm before the rain came mm-hmm. and trust the word of God that they needed to be in the ark to have a new future, wow. to have a future that outside of the ark, everything that looked good was not going to last. Yes. So they had to turn their backs on all of that yeah. and trust themselves to this ark, yeah. the word of God for them. Yes. And so not uh, we don't walk into a physical ark, but we walk into the word of God for us in Jesus Christ. Yes. So we repent, leave behind the old, 
Believe, trust, step into the new. Yes. You can do it afraid. You can do it anxious. You can do it. A whole lot of feelings can be going on. You can do it not understanding. You can do it confused. You can do it doubting. But you do it. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you do it. Uh, you know, what's going on in your flesh? It matters is do you trust God yeah. and, and take him. I see. That, so we need, I just love this picture anyway. And also I know that the seed in the ground dies. And when we read through into the... Uh, Paul's like, you know, man, I die daily. Yeah. Well, the seed's dying, and I'm telling it, it's dead. I'm dead to sin. That's, it's all in this. The seed dies, yeah. uh, but, but something new comes into mm. being. And First uh, Corinthians 15, and I think it's verse 34, 35, it says, you know, no one knows what the seed that goes to ground and the down and dies. No one knows what the new plant's going to look like except our Father in heaven. Uh, you don't know what God's future for you. You don't know the fruit that's going to come from your life. We don't know until we die mm. what it can be. And so this is so a powerful picture of what it looks like to be an apprentice of Jesus, what it looks like yeah. to be coming into the glory God has for us. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus makes it clear. And so yeah, just ask people, God, just people, just ask God, God, how can I live my life? like Jesus did, trusting you like a seed that goes down into your goodness, into your love, yeah. into Jesus' example, do what Jesus did for me and dies. And there's such yeah. a um, paradox here because there's this element of, and, I, and I've felt this more in my life uh, than ever before, that following Jesus is walking into the death of me and feeling bits yes. of me that I've held on to that God's asking to die again. Mm. Like there's, there's a moment, yeah. seems to be that the journey is God leads us into death, not, not to replicate the cross because he's done that for yes. us. We don't, we don't go and be saviors no. for other people. No. He is the savior of the yep. world. But there's some, there's this, there's this mystery that he's done this. This is the mystery that we hinge yep. our entire life on, yeah. that he died on the cross, that he rose again. Yeah. And that in doing that, he defeated death and he, has sealed us with this hope mm. for a new heaven and new earth yes. and, mm. and that we go into this death to be, and it's weird because he says that it's, it's when we respond in repentance, mm. it's happened, it's happened, yeah. it's happening and, it's, yeah. and it will happen. Yes. Yeah. And we find this paradox of mm. that sounds like a bad idea to die to myself, right? You know, surely, uh, yeah. surely I don't want to hate my life on earth. Surely yeah. we should, but actually Jesus says, no, 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 come with me because I think, you know, there is, there is great hope. Yeah, you can finish my sentence. I'm trying to land it. I'm like... <laughs> well, why we hate our life on earth is our life on earth is killing us. Yeah, great. And it's trapping us yep. and it's blinding us yep. and it's keeping us from living the glory and the glory that God had yeah, created us for and purposed us for and, and wanted us to share in them. Yeah. And our life on earth, you know, um, is it's, we're going to die. And, and it can be longer or shorter. And, and you know, for those who don't know, we, we both uh, remember the death of my brother-in-law and, and Elijah's uncle just yesterday, he died yeah. last week. And it's hard. Yeah. It's not nice. Yeah. And, but it's, we know it's, we're all destined for that. Mm. But Jesus is inviting us into his eternity wow. now. And so if I cling to this life, I can't have that life. If I cling to the life outside the ark, I can't have the life the ark yep. has going to take me into. And, and, you know, it's not Jesus didn't come to fix this life up. 
He came to bring us out of it into a whole new right. world, which yeah. means that's where it's a deaf new yeah. life change and not a get better change, yep. not do yep. better change, not yep. tidy up some loose ends, yeah. modify some things, do, fix yourself up a little bit, do, mm. you know, die and live again. And and then mm. we can't do it. Yep. And so he's come and done it and is doing it. And, and the other pictures here right. is Jesus didn't put himself on the cross. No. His enemies, or those who came at him as enemies, he didn't call them enemies, but they came at him as his enemies, uh, put him on the cross. Uh, as we said, fake news, uh, mm. put him on the cross. Mm. Conspiracy, put him on the cross. Mm. And chumped up charges, put him on the cross. Lies, put him on the cross. Yeah. But people took those and turned them into actions and actually did it. So, so God will use the work of the enemy to help us die to ourselves. He will use what the enemy's doing with fake news and conspiracy and lies and betrayals and, and all these things to help us die to ourselves, so we can walk more fully into the glory that he has for us. Right. Uh, because he's not going to do it. No. The Father's not going to put his own son on the cross. No. Uh, but he will allow some things to happen when he sees Ooh. resurrection is coming. Yeah, so, you could talk yeah. about that topic yes. forever. Um, yeah, no resurrection the, if you haven't died. When, and, the yeah. te- and the tensions of sovereignty yeah. and free yeah. will. But, um, yeah. No, brilliant. Let's let's land on 27. Yes. I love this moment. Yeah. I think I love it because it it's not even, I, I've heard people say when, whenever Jesus talks about pain, people go, that's the humanness of God, um, of Jesus. I'm like, that's also the Godness. Yeah. Why do we separate? Do we think God doesn't right. feel things? Yeah. That's the divine nature yeah. of God to feel. Yeah. It's the divine mm. nature of God to mm. express and yes. to, that's where we get it from. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. 27. I love this because I think part of me, the melancholic in me, really resonates with, mm. and I feel held and comforted mm. and seen when I see Jesus mm. express trouble in himself. Yes. I, I finally go, oh, sweet, yeah. I don't have to be happy all the time because sometimes I feel like people expect that from me. And I know in Christian worlds we can mm. do that. We can perpetuate yeah. a, just pray for it. Just be happy. Yeah. Just put on a smile on it. I'm like, no, what about when my soul yeah. is troubled mm. and I just have nothing to say to God but swear words? You know, that's what I feel and I need to process that yeah. with God. And here we see Jesus, who is God. And here we, here, verse 27, now my soul is troubled. Mm. Those are heavy words. They are. They're, they're heavy. Yep. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No. It was for this reason I came to this hour. Yeah. Father, and, glorify yeah. your name. And and what a incredible learning we can get. Yeah. As I learn to be an apprentice of Jesus, I learn it's not without my soul being troubled. And this is not what we read about and, and some of the other stories about the garden yeah. when he prays with this anguish, mm. Father, take, if possible, take this cup from me. This is not that yet. No. But he's troubled. He knows there's difficulty, pain is coming. It's going to get worse. Uh, but also he knows there's people around him who are walking in darkness and they're acting out of that darkness. They're mm. speaking out of that darkness. Is this troubled for the, heart, the lostness of the people? Or is it troubled for his own journey? You know, a bit of his own journey, saved me from this hour. Um, and then he's got, you know, you see the conscious father, save me from this hour? Or but for this purpose I've come to this hour. What shall I say? 
What should be the words I speak about? Save me from this out, God. The world's going to hell around me. Save us, God. Or God, how do I bring your purpose in this hour? How am I living your purpose in this hour? God, the government, you're in New Zealand listening to this, most of you are, and we just see a nation being led by its government further and further away from God's revealed truth and God's word. God, save me from this hour. I want to get the government to fix the government. Oh, God, how do I live your purpose in this hour? Yeah. For this purpose, I have come to this hour. God, some reason you've caused me to live in New Zealand in these days when these things are happening, when COVID is happening, when different laws are happening, when it looks like darkness is increasing, you've caused me to be live here for your purpose somehow. So it's a different perspective and a different way of speaking. And it's not without owning my soul is troubled. That's right. There's some discipline that comes after that. Um, I don't respond to the darkness. I don't respond to the evil. I'm looking to Father, how do I respond to you in this hour? So Jesus let them know where his soul was at. Yeah. And he let them know what his response would be. Yeah. And so for anyone listening, and there will be some, I just know that in my heart, Mm. but I also know that in in life, yes. some of you, your souls are troubled mm. and just could say, yeah, mm. I, I want to remind you and I just let you know that Jesus sees you. God sees you. Mm. You are not hidden from God. Mm. He sees you. He understands and he is your comforter yeah. and he is present. And while your soul mm. is troubled, God is with you. Yes. And we want to encourage you that he allows mm. us to be in this and and the some of the hard part of being a Christian yes. is that for the seed to go down into the ground and die, it actually needs to do it. Yeah. Um, and God knows there's some things He needs to allow, disciplines He needs to allow to happen in our mm-hmm. lives, mm-hmm. so we can fully walk in the fullness. And I just thought of some verses in Lamentations that might be helpful. Uh, when the guy writes, he says, my soul is bereft of peace. Mm. I've forgotten what happiness is. Wow. So I say my endurance has perished and so has my hope from the Lord. I've been to a place and I felt my ability to endure has perished. My ability to have hope has perished. And I've had to allow the Holy Spirit to bring me through. Yeah. Because actually, you know, you realise it's, it's never my strength. Mm. And then you start to realize, oh, so God, you didn't ever want me to be a strong Christian. Mm. You want me to stand in your strength within me. Very different to be standing, enduring because of the way the Holy Spirit is working in me and and hoping because of the work of the Holy Spirit in me than hoping in the seed I was. Even the one that got religious in Jesus. Remember my afflictions and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. But here we go. What will I say? But this I call to mind, he says, and therefore I have hope. <laughs> My hope has died, but I have hope. Uh, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, therefore I would have hope in him. And these were probably verses that Jesus was, could have been drawing on in that moment as he, as he relates to the soul is troubled. And these are days that we see many Christian souls 
troubled. We see that trouble coming out in many uh, statements about this hour. And, and we're just really encouraging you to, to be one who comes to the Father and say, Father, how am I in this world for your purpose in this hour? Yes. How do I speak that way that glorifies your name? How do I interact with other people in a way that glorifies your name and loves yep. you? Well, you know, the love one another's I've loved you. We and better move absolutely. on. And yeah. please can we not be the church that reacts mm. to everything? Yeah. Let's let's quite like like do, do we really think this is how Jesus lives? Yeah. It's not. He didn't yeah. do that. Only halfway. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And so he yeah. said, yeah. and we say, Father, glorify your name. Mm. And then we carry on with verse eight. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it. Mm. And I will glorify it again. Yeah. The crowd that was there and heard it said it had thundered, other than said an angel had spoken to him. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess we hear what we want to hear. Yep. Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. Mm. And I, when I'm lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Mm. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. The crowd spoke up. We have heard from the Lord that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Mm. Then Jesus told them, You are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light Mm. before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they're going. Mm. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light. When he'd finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. Oh, yeah. There was a slightly different break than mine. (laughs) Yeah. And he hid himself from them. He hid himself. Um, We don't go too deep here, but it's... So I, I just like to remember this voice was not for Jesus' benefit, it was for theirs. And to remember uh, Romans 8, 15, where the Holy Spirit, he says, testifies to our spirits that we are sons of God. And we're going to find one of the themes as we go through John 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, mm-hmm. is, is learning to walk with the inner voice of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. leading us, teaching us, interpreting, coaching, counselling. So that's one of the big themes of John 13 and Jesus is beginning to say, hey, you know, you heard that, but I didn't need it. And so if you feel you need a voice thundering in heaven, uh, you don't. Uh, But you do need to know in your spirit the testimony of God's spirit, the testimony of it is written, we talked about that, and, of course, the testimony of what it is to be of of Jesus. And we have three testimonies, the covenant in Jesus, the the testimony of the Holy Spirit in us, and the testimony of the Scripture that God has given the Father. So we also see the Father's Son. That's brilliant. um, uh, There's something else in there. Just again, it clearly starts telling them. They knew when he said being lifted up that he was talking about a cross. And, and of course, this has now started to create a a reaction because who wants to see someone crucified, particularly someone who just earlier that day you cheered into the city. It wasn't quite what they wanted. We didn't cheer you into the city, Jesus, for you to be crucified. Uh, We cheered you into the city so you could lead us all to a greater, better life on earth. That uh, If you kick out the Romans, we will all have more peace, more prosperity, and uh, feel safer. One of the biggest lies lies that we believe in Christendom Mm. is that heaven is, that we're we're working towards a heaven uh, Mm. on this earth. Yeah, full heaven yeah. on this earth for me and my life. No. Yes, and yes, there is a prayer for heaven on earth. 
But but it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that while we're in the broken world, our life is just going to get better and better. We're sowing seeds well, of well, well, it's both and, isn't it? Because if we learn how to live from, as Jesus is showing us here, from the Father and from the work of the Spirit in us, and then on bringing that to my yeah. reality. In yeah. one way, yeah. it does get yeah. better and better. We, we feel more freer. We feel more peace. We feel more of His joy. We feel more of the ability to be in connection with other people in, a, in those loving ways. They, they do get better, but it doesn't mean the outward life looking in gets better, 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 better. And, and um, you know, I could give you some testimonies about that personally. So what the question means. would be, it's actually, it gets better from the inside out. It gets it better, from, get the better from the inside out. It doesn't get better from the outside in. Not always. So that, yeah. Uh, and here so, we go. So, we go so the idea here, sons of light, yeah. is a good thing to keep in mind that apprentices of Jesus are becoming sons of light. Great. And we saw that in Ephesians 5a, walk as children of light. Yeah. And uh, let's keep that in mind. That's great. Okay, even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet. Lord, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason, they could not believe. That's Isaiah 52, isn't it? 53? 53. Uh, I didn't even check, guys, if you're listening. I didn't. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah. and I was close. Okay. He came Good up before you. them like a tender shoot, yeah. and they, dis- mm. they esteemed him not. Yep. Hey. Yep. Here we go. So that's mm. when he, yeah, there we go. For this <laughs> reason, they could not believe, because mm. as Isaiah says elsewhere, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, so they can neither see with mm. their eyes nor understand with their hearts, mm. nor turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke mm. about him. Yet at the same time, many, even among the leaders, believed in him. Mm. Oh, yeah. check that out. But because yeah. of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge yeah. their faith for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. Yeah. For they loved human yeah. praise more than praise from yeah. God. Yeah. So you see, the journey goes on. The journey of learning to be an apprentice goes on. Mm. And one of the learnings for me and reading this that stood out is is verse 41, and to use that over all of it, is Isaiah said these things because uh, he had seen his glory and spoke of him. So Isaiah, he's saying, had seen the glory Mm -hmm. coming through this Jesus, this Messiah. We know that Abraham saw it. We we get the idea that Moses saw something of it. We get the idea that David had seen something of it, that they lived on earth, and it says there's ones who had seen beyond the realm they were in, and therefore they lived different. They lived different, chose different, and acted different, related to things different, related to problems different. So it's important for us to grasp we're living as those who have seen the glory in Jesus, and then through that we see Scripture. Yeah. Uh, through that, we see Isaiah. And so just, just to take a wee bit more here, and this relates to the sons of God revealed or sons of light. We, we have a verse I'm hearing um, people bringing back to light in some of the circles I'm at the moment, Isaiah 61, yeah. 2, 3. Arise, shine, the light has come. The glory of the Lord rises um, upon you, some virgin today, but, but maybe it's rising within us. Within us, and and you know why? Because the darkness is on the earth. So again, it's that, that thing. Oh, there's going to be thick darkness. The darkness is going to get darker as the light gets brighter. So who are the sons of light? They're the ones who are living from knowing the glory of Jesus 
in the thick darkness yeah. and responding to the glory of the they know in Jesus, not the darkness. And so when we read Isaiah, particularly um, Isaiah 52, you could probably read all the way through uh, the same, but particularly from 52 on, it's clearly talking about Jesus and us mm. in Christ. Mm. Uh, and so we won't go too much deeper there, but just remember, it's just, just one example of what a son of light looks like. Shadrach, yeah. Meshach and Abednego. Yeah. Worship this great idol um, of that Nebuchadnezzar had built. Now, they served Nebuchadnezzar as workers. Mm. They worked in his kingdom administrating things on his behalf as appointed uh, workers against their choice mm. by force. They'd been compelled mm. to be there. And we're seen as those who did a great job, other things tell us. So it's not like don't ever there. But now, no, we won't go. This, this is a point of worship. No, we won't mm. bow down before this. Mm. And then, of course, they get to the point they're going to be thrown into it and they say, um, no, we will, we'll be thrown into it and our God can deliver us, but know this, even if he doesn't deliver us, yeah. we still would not have bowed down to you yeah. because we're living from heaven to earth. Yeah. We, we're not living to get another few more breaths on earth if it means compromising our faith in eternity, mm. our Father in heaven, our love for him. And, and you see, that's yeah. a son of light revealed. That's right. That's a son of light revealed. That's awesome. um, Hey, let's read on yeah. 44. Then yeah. Jesus cried out, whoever believes in me does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. The one who looks at me is mm. seeing the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. If anyone mm. hears my words, but does not keep them, I do not judge that person. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Mm. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. The very words I mm. have spoken will condemn them at the last day. For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. Mm. I know that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has yeah. told me to say. Man, you have to read that again, don't we, almost? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and one of the themes you find is really starting to come into the light yeah. uh, in, in John 13 to 17. Yeah. It's this yeah. relationship of Jesus and, and the one we call Father in heaven yeah. Yeah. and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. This, this relationship they have with one another, the, the way mm. they working together, the way they function as mm. one, yeah. each doing their part, but their parts totally part of the one thing, yep. totally yep. there. The way love is worked out amongst them. So it's almost like we've seen how God loves amongst God. Mm. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, yeah. loving one another, becoming a community of one. Yeah. There's mystery there. Even how I said it might sound a little bit different to how you would put it, the, the thing that's called the Trinity. Yeah. Uh, but, but there's something there. Yep. And this is yep. the beginning and the end. Yeah. And Jesus is saying, I never broke this. Huh. I never left this. I came out of it. I left much of it behind, all it was to be God, but I never left the fellowship of living together as one with my Father and as we go on with the Spirit. Mm. And so this incredible picture, is, 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 as we see this, we begin to see, 
oh, this is where I fit. This is where I belong. I'm not just invited to get saved. Yeah. Yeah. And get forgiven yeah. and live as a, a good person on earth. Yeah. I'm invited to become a part of, mm-hmm. to come within this fellowship, this community, this, how do, how do we describe it? This love going on between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit yeah. so that they are one. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, and and we're going we're gonna to finish off there. Yeah. Because that is great. Mm. Um, thanks, Dad. This has been awesome. This has been us beginning with John 12. Mm. I'm excited to get into John 13. Yeah. I'm very, it's one of my personal favourites, John 13, which we will do uh, next podcast. We just want to say yet again, uh, thanks for getting this mm. far. Congratulations. Mm. Uh, you did well. And also, yeah. please, yeah, uh, Email us. We've got those emails on the outro. Let us know uh, how you're doing, questions, yes. feedback. Yep. Um, yeah, we just want to yep. know if you want to listen to songs that are coming from what we're doing. I'm, mm. I've been writing a bunch of songs, so I might, might as well let you know. They're going to be, if you type in The Chapel, you'll find them on SoundCloud. And hopefully soon, by the time you get this, maybe on Spotify and iTunes as well. And so we're excited. Maybe we'll flick mm. some songs on the end of this podcast But yeah, thanks for listening and we're excited to go on this journey with you as we apprentice under Jesus together. Mm. Yep. Awesome. Thank you. Aroha nui. Ka kite. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Rhythms Podcast. Remember, you can find the Bible plan for this week at unitechurch.org.nz. We'd love for you to join us as we practice the daily rhythm of reading the Word and opening our hearts up to the authentic love and person of Jesus Christ. If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at Elijah at unitechurch.org.nz and Paul at paul at chasingtruth.nz. Aroha nui. <laughs>